Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shurim and Afyomi. My name is Yitzhak Yat Shalom. We're now in Masachet Pesachim, Daf Samech Tet Amud Bet. Uh, about to study both Mishnah Gimel and Dalad of this, the <coughs> uh, sixth parak of Pesachim. Uh, and it's going to deal with the Chagigah Haba'a Imo. There is a, as we will find the uh, the source in the Gemara, there is a Korban Chagigah which is essentially voluntary which is brought with the Korban Pesach on the 14th. Now, in what circumstances is it brought? Only when the Pesach is offered Bechol, in other words, you don't do the Chagigan Shabbat, as opposed to when the Pesach is being brought Betumah, that does not give permission for some other Korban Betumah, and Uvemuat, meaning when the uh, Korban is small enough uh, and we'll see what the motivation is for that, but there isn't a whole lot of food for each person uh, eating the Pesach. But when it comes on Shabbat, or with a large animal, or Bitumah, or it comes, uh, it's being offered up Bitumah, then... <clears throat> Uh, then, uh, then we do not bring it, as was implied by the first part. Parenthetically, can be flock or herd, it could be goats or, or, uh, or sheep or goats, it can be male or female, in other words, it does not have the same restrictions as a Korban Pesach, uh, which has to be male and flock, either sheep or goat, and a yearling. Another piece of this Chagigah is it's dealt with like a regular Shlamim, which means that it is eaten um, for uh, for two days, meaning the the uh, the day of the 14th, theoretically, the night, what we call Seder night, and the next day, Shlamim V'laylachad. Okay, my Tanadiktani Chagigah, what are we... What, what is the context in which we were mentioned the Chagigah? The answer is back in the first Mishnah, because the first two Mishnayot dealt with, first Mishnah presenting, and the two, second Mishnah with the argumentation back and forth between Rabbi Lezer, Rabbi Shur, and Rabbi Kiva, about those things which are or not Doche Shabbat. So therefore they also mention the Chagigah, which is not Doche Shabbat. And this is the context. So in other words, the Chagigah is mentioned uh, really inadvertently as part of a list of things that aren't done on Shabbat for the Pesach. So you could see from here that this Chagigah is not an obligation. If it were a Chavah, you'd bring it on Shabbat. And you would bring it even if there was lots of food on the Pesach, lots of meat on the Pesach. And also B'Tumah. So let's find out why we understand Tumah on Shabbat. Why is the size of the Pesach uh, significant here. The answer is We find out what the purpose of this Chagigah is. It's eaten first. It is the main part of the meal, and the Pesach is the dessert, if you will. And the reason is because we want the Pesach to be eaten on a full stomach. So if the Pesach itself has lots of meat for each person, let's say you have a regular lamb and there's only about ten people on the on the Korban, which means they're each going to have a lot of food, then you don't need the Chagigah to have a full stomach. Okay. And then you might end up with the possibility of notar, which you want to avoid. Good. Our Mishnah does not follow Bentema. The Tanya Bentema Omer. 
He said the Chagiga is exactly like the Pesach. This Chagiga. It's only eaten that day, the 14th, and that night, the 15th at night. As opposed to the Chagiga that's brought the next day, or thereafter, meaning the Chagiga that's brought as part of your Ali Ala Regel, as we saw in Masachet Chagiga. By the way, you could fulfill the mitzvah of Simcha with the Chagnat Arbaasar, and we'll have to see how that works, because the question is, can you fulfill the mitzvah of Simcha on the first night of Yom Tov? You cannot fulfill Chagiga with it, because you have Chagiga and Simcha, besides the Olat Riyah, you could fulfill Simcha, but not Chagiga. Okay, that's his statement. Now, my Tama the Ben Tema. So there's two points here at which Ben Tema disagrees. First of all, uh, he says, Harei Kepesach, which may mean, as far as what kind of animal it goes, but spe- but explicitly, our Mishnah said that the Chagah is eaten like a regular Shlamim for two days. He said, no, it's only eaten that night. What's his reason? Which we dealt with a little while ago in another context, with the law of Shechita ala Chametz. Zevach Chag Zechagiga. So what's Zevach Chag HaPesach? Zevach Chag Zechagiga. HaPesach Kemashmao. So in other words, Rav taught his son that both Korbanot are alluded to together in this Pasuk. And the Torah said it shouldn't stay over, which means the same prohibition of having the Korban Pesach beyond that night applies to the Chagga as well. According to Ben Tema, how close to the Pesach is it? We're going to have a series of questions. How close to the Pesach is the Chagga? For instance, does it have to be roasted like the Pesach? Maybe the Torah only compared the two for Lina, and therefore the explicit thing Ben Tema said, that it's only eaten for that day and night. Perhaps it's not compared for Tzli, and you could cook it or, 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 or bake or, or uh, soak it or however you want to eat it. Perhaps the Torah compared it for that too. The very famous uh, Mishnah in the 10th parak, where the child asked the questions, in the original formulation of the questions, he says, all of the nights we eat meat, baked and cooked, sorry, cooked and roasted and raw, and tonight we only eat it raw, it's roasted, all of it's roasted. Rochista said that Mishnah follows Ben Tema, that question follows Ben Tema, because according to Ben Tema, the Chagig is also roasted. So you can infer from there that Ben Tema held that it extends to Tzli as well. So the next question is, the Ben Tema, Bamina Bakar and Bamina Bakar. Can you bring the Chagiga from the fl- from the herd, or must it be flock? It's how close to Pesach is he going to make it? Uh, of course, he's already at odds with the Mishnah because of the time. Now he's at odds with the Mishnah. Uh, perhaps he's at odds with the Mishnah with what kind of animal? Could it be a female, or does it have to be male like the Pesach? Could it be a two-year-old, or does it have to be a yearling like the Pesach? So, maybe the Torah only compared it to Pesach for the eating, meaning how long you can eat it and what form it is eaten. But what kind of animal it is, perhaps not. Maybe the Torah compared it for everything. It can only be flock, according to this Brayta. It has to be male. has to be a yearling. It's eaten only that day and night. It's roasted. And by the way, it can only be eaten by the same group that bought in on it, like the Pesach. 
Now, man who is it who has this general position? Ben Tema. So Shmamina Kulu Miltabainan Shmamina. So you could see that according to Ben Tema, it's exactly like a Pesach. It has to be the same kind of animal kind of animal as a Pesach. It has to be can be eaten for the same time frame. It can only be eaten by the group, etc. Okay, Now let's push it even further. There's a lota say unique to the Pesach of the etzim lotish peruvo. You can't break a bone of the Pesach, which we'll deal with uh, in the next parak more in detail. So the question is, Afagav the So you could argue that etzim lotish peruvo, which limits that prohibition of the Pesach blocks out this Hekesh and says, but the Chagiga that's compared to the Pesach doesn't have that prohibition. Maybe Bo is only saying that the prohibition only applies to a kosher Pesach and not a Pasal Pesach, as we'll see later on, but a Chagiga is included, according to Ben Tema. So Toshma, let's see, Sakin Shinim As we'll see later on, if you find a knife on the 14th, a knife, with a shechita knife, shochit bamiyad. You could use it right away for shechita. You do not need to take it to the mikvah. You assume it's tahor. Why? Well, we'll If you find it on the 13th, you have to take it to the mikvah. Why? Because it may be tamay, and nobody was necessarily matired, because on the 13th, it could be that it wasn't used. But kofits, a cleaver, bein bazel, bein bazel, shonel matpil. Whatever day you find it, you have to take it to the mikvah first before you can use it. Now, what would be the reason for that? Money. If this is the Rabbanan, why do you have to take a knife to the mikvah? It's fit for a Pesach. And therefore, if you find it on the 14th, you know that it was already taken to the mikvah, and it's fine. So a cleaver is fit for the Chagiga, because according to them, Chagiga can be any animal, and you can break its bones, etc. A cleaver is going to break bones. It must be Ben who would distinguish between a cleaver and a knife, it must be that he holds that there is a prohibition of Shrat Etzim, which means you can't use a cleaver on the Chagiga, and therefore a cleaver sitting around, even on the 14th, could be unused, there's no reason to think it was used, and therefore it may not have been taken to the mikvah. Well, that we reject. You could be talking about when the 14th was on Shabbat, and there is no Chagiga. And so therefore, even though kofits would be used for the Chagiga, there's no Chagiga that year. In the end of that statement, it said, if the 14th was on Shabbat, then you could use the knife right away, and on the 15th, you could also use the knife right away. And if the cleaver was tied to the knife, then it follows the Sakin. So obviously the earlier part is talking about a case of the 14th, not Shabbat. Right? So therefore you can't say that that's a case where it happened on Shabbat and that's why there was no Chagiga. And that's why the cleaver uh, still needed to be Nitbal. So the answer is that it had to be coming during the weeks, which means there was a Chagiga, which means it, that we have to assume that that was Bentema and that Bentema says you don't use a cleaver at all. Oh, so maybe... The case was that that Pesach was a big Pesach with a small group, and therefore there was no Chagiga. But Menayadi, remember, you're finding a, a cleaver. You don't know who it belongs to. So how would you know that? It must be a case that that year the whole Kal Yisrael was Tameh, the Kohanim were Tameim, and therefore we did it Betumah, and therefore there is no Chagiga, and that's why the Kofit says no purpose. And therefore, if you find it, you have to go to the Mikvah.
take it to the mikvah. Sorry, sof sof minayadi. But we still have the problem um, because how do we know which group that there was a group that was tamei? The answer is demit nasi. That the nasi, who everybody is obligated to go to the funeral for and become tamei for, died. Demit nasi, when did he die? You know, demit If he died on the thirteenth, sakin lamali the mitpale. So why do I have to take the knife to the mikvah? He must have died on the 14th. So why one out the other? He was dying on the 13th. So Sakin has one, uh, one Safek. Um, in other words, the fellow who's sitting there on the 13th has one Safek. Right, which is, maybe the Nasi will die and we'll all be Tamei. So therefore, he'll be Matbil the Sakin, because there's only one Safek, and there's another possibility that he'll be bringing the Pesach properly. Kofit's the trace Sveki, but with a Chagiga, there's two Svekot. One is the Chagi, the Nasi might die, and therefore, uh, we will all be Tuma, and therefore there'll be no Chagiga. And second of all, the, um, the, my group may have a big Pesach and a small group, but we won't need a Chagiga anyways. And therefore, I'm not Lomat Pila. I'm not going to take it to the mikvah, which means if I find, I, an outsider, find a Kofitz on the 14th, I, I don't have any reason to think that it was taken to the mikvah yesterday in that particular circumstance, and therefore, I do have to be Matpilit. Okay, we'll pick it up with a continued, continued discussion uh, of this topic in the next podcast. I mean, you should have a wonderful day.